This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Kia ora and welcome to Garden of Sound. I'm your host Ian Turner. On today's show it's Lotus, but before we begin I'd like you to subscribe to Garden of Sound. Subscribing to the show means you'll get every episode hot off the press and you'll be supporting local music too. It's as easy as heading to gardenofsound.nz and clicking on the subscribe button. Speaking of local music, today's guest is Lotus. They're a six-piece, and they formed after meeting and performing in a variety of school-related musical projects, but in the last year, they've really started to come into their own. I saw them first at RockQuest, and I was immediately impressed by their musicality and songwriting ability. But what does 2019 hold for this group of young musicians? This is the Garden of Sound interview with Lotus on Plains FM 96.9. I want to welcome you guys to Garden of Sound. Obviously, uh, your Lotus. Uh, we've got uh, we got Ben on guitar. We've got Elliot on bass. Uh, we've got Ryan, lead vocalist. Uh, we've got Albert on keys. We've got Finn, who is a drummer, and we've got Liam, uh, who is the the other guitarist, the rhythm guitarist. Actually, Liam, I'm going to start with you. I want to talk about um, musical memories, or perhaps your first memory of music. What do you remember um, from growing up? Well. My main memory that really sticks out would be at primary school when we, we, I joined the, the school band, which was called the Thorrington School of Rock. And there was actually like probably about 15 or so people in the band. And the main one that really sticks out to me was when we went on the Santa Parade and we got this like flow and everything and we just went across the whole Santa Parade just playing songs and it was quite bad because the band wasn't very good. What sort of stuff were you playing? Um, We had one original and then songs like Free Falling. And what age were you when you were playing this stuff? Uh, we're talking about the we, Tom Petty track, aren't we? Yeah, five and six. That's... I don't know if that age you would be able to appreciate the, no. you know, the real. No, the real not really. That's crazy. It was, it was more just the teachers picking the songs, really. Ben, I want to jump over to you. What's your first musical memory? Uh, probably just l- listening to music at home. Dad playing his '80s music and stuff. What sort of bands are we talking uh, about? Pink Floyd, Led, Led Zeppelin, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Anything that sort of sticks out? Any particular track? Um, that... Comfortably numb by Pink Floyd, definitely. That's, that's a good one. And you're the lead guitarist in Lotus, so do you think that kind of thing has sort of influenced your playing I style? quite like David Gilmour. He's probably my favourite guitarist and big influence. Finn, I'll uh, jump over to you. Uh, so drums, uh, what's your first uh, first musical memory? My parents were both into electronic music and listened to a lot of house music with a lot of beats. So I guess I was a pretty rhythmic person from a young age, kind of beating on cardboard boxes with sticks and stuff. And then, yeah, I learnt drums in, from primary school up until now, uh, year 12. Played a few um, gigs with Liam for the Thorrington School of Rock. So tell me about Thorrington School of, of Rock. I believe there's also School of Pop and so on. So Thorrington is um, a school? <laughs> yeah, well, Thorrington Primary School. And then... Yeah, um, <laughs> notorious for having a very large, large band. I think my sister, who is uh, 
in intermediate school now. When she joined it, they actually had to split into two bands with 10 people in each band, which doesn't make any sense, really. So it's more like an orchestra. But anyway, it was a good starting spot, I guess. Any drumming idols for you? I don't listen to heaps of um, like acoustic, basically drumming music. I listen to more, I don't know, different types of music where acoustic drumming isn't the main focus. So I don't really have any specific names, but... Um, I guess. How do you feel know. that influences your style? Um, I'm not too sure. Uh, I can't. I guess. I guess some of the house beats I'm influencing in some of my songs, like uh, um, Safe Haven and stuff like that. But I haven't really thought about that too much, to be honest. Elliot, we're going to jump over to you now. I want to talk about your first musical uh, memories. Both my parents are music teachers. So they forced me to play piano at a very early age. And then I hated it, so I switched to drums. Then I switched to bass. And here I am. What did you hate about the piano? Um, it was just really boring. Were there any particular sort of songs that you were um, absolutely against or anything in particular that turned you off that made it, made it boring? Was it, were you just not introduced to the right stuff, do you think? Yeah, bad old classical standards so now that you've been playing the bass well how long have you been playing the bass for since year seven i think so about four or five years do you think now there's a place for piano or keyboard in your life no okay ryan we're going to jump over to you you're the uh, lead vocalist in lotus actually before i do that now we'll ask you where does lotus come from where is the name how did you decide on that name well originally it was kind of just me liam and um, Elliot back in intermediate school. And we, I think our first name was... Our first name was actually... <laughs> it was called Carlos Steele. And <laughs> yeah, we're talking about the roofing material, yeah, aren't we? Yeah. And I, th- I think we were... Because tr- we got our band together for the school talent show, I think it was. And so it was initially me, Elliot and Finn. We had the idea to do it. We didn't have a bass player, and Elliot and Finn were both playing drums. And so then that was when Elliot, like, really decided to switch to bass. And so we were trying to come up with a name for our band, and I think it was Elliot that mentioned it. He he he, he said Colour Steel is a joke, and for some reason we just went along with it. <laughs> um, Ryan, I'll, I'll jump over to you. Tell me about your um, uh, musical memories, first musical memories. Um, mine would probably be in year six. Um, I had just had, I'd had two singing lessons and then I decided I'm going to go on the talent quest and because I'd spent about a year like loving the thought of singing and then finally I convinced my parents to let me and I won first place and singing that was, I was singing Stay by Rihanna and I think that was the first time that had performing like that had ever given me just this warm feeling in my stomach like that was where I was meant to be and when did the guitar come along oh um when I was like seven my brother started guitar and so I started guitar I stopped about two years later because I never practiced and I found it so hideously boring it was like it was horrible and then um about a year ago I because I'd been self-taught on the piano for about four years and then I decided about a year ago, I'm like, I want to teach myself guitar again. So now I'm 
playing guitar too. Albert, I want to jump over and talk about the keys. Um, your first musical memories. <clears throat> my first musical memory would have happened when I was eight, where my parents put restrictions on the internet and instead of using it to play games, I spent my internet listening to the John Williams soundtrack of Star Wars. And I decided that I wanted to play the orchestral versions, but one person alone couldn't do that. And I decided piano was going to be the closest way to get to the sound that he had made. So I entered a talent quest, but quickly realized that nobody else really shared the same interests in movie music. So I performed the cup song instead on piano. What is the cup song? The Cup Song is a song from Pitch Perfect. It was really popular back when I think we were in year six. And so that was when I had two years of piano experience. But uh, that's definitely where it started for me. So John Williams aside, are there any other uh, film score composers who you... um... Um, Joe Hislaishi is my main uh, film score composer that I appreciate. Uh, all of his scores, I think, are pretty amazing. And I can't remember who it was that did Rogue One, but his as well. Fantastic. Um, Ryan, I'll just jump back to you for a second. You were talking about uh, singing and, and picking up the guitar. Uh, is there any anyone out there who may have influenced you in a sort of a, a vocal guitar kind of style? That's, that's actually kind of funny yes not an artist though I haven't actually mentioned this but the reason I took up guitar was hearing Liam play Dust in the Wind at band and I fell in love with hearing it I I loved the song I spent about three weeks humming the tune in my head not knowing the lyrics and then I would go on to um, Shazam and I would hum the tune and then finally I found the song and I was really excited and that started my guitar again I tell you what, this is a perfect opportunity to uh, get into some music. I'd really like to hear that track.
This is the Garden of Sound interview with Lotus on Plains FM 96.9. Ben, I want to talk about music and getting along to gigs and concerts and stuff like that. What's the first gig that you or somebody paid some money for you to, to go along and see? First big sort of performance I went and saw was the ACDC gig in Wellington. And that was, that was really cool. went with a group of friends. How long ago was that? There's some time in primary school, maybe year seven or eight. So this isn't when this isn't when Axel joined up with them. No, it was just recently. before that. It was the, basically their last tour with the full band. And, and the one before the lead singer lost his hearing completely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, how was that? Was yeah, it was really cool. It was like, God, is I'd listened to ACDC for a long time before that, and actually to see it live was quite cool considering how what's, old of a band they are. What's your favourite ACDC track? Probably Stiff Upper Lip. There's, I know, it's just kind of a cool track and I like it. Fantastic. Liam, I want to jump over to you. Uh, what was the first gig that you, big gig, you got along to see? Um, well, I've I've never actually really been to like a proper concert. But next year, um, me and my friend, we've actually just bought tickets to go see the John Mayer concert in Auckland, which is actually really cool because he's like my inspiration for guitar, really. And so... That's going to be really exciting, and I can't wait for that. Do you sing? No. <laughs> you have any aspirations to sing as well? No, not really. Do I you just. Want, do you want to try? No. Okay. I, I just really like his finger style guitar and like the way his songs sound and that. And he's just really impressive the way he does everything. What's your favorite John Mayer track? Probably Neon. Which is a really hard song to play, and eventually I want to learn that. Finn, I'll jump over to you. What was the first gig that you got along to see? Um, it's actually recently. Well, not too recently, actually. Uh, a couple of years ago, went to my first Flume concert. Flume, he's a kind of big Australian electronic artist, and he went to Christchurch. So that was kind of my first I don't know, gig that I've really been to. And what was the experience like? It was awesome. Um, I remember I was up in the bleachers. I guess that's what you call them. But I just kind of wanted to get up and just go down on the floor. But I couldn't go down on the floor, unfortunately. Why could you not go down on the I floor? Know. My dad wasn't letting me. I was like, Dad, I just want to dance. But yeah. Unfortunately, he didn't let me. So similar to a mosh pit experience, yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I've never been in a mosh pit, but I feel like that'd be fun. Um, Elliot, I want to talk about what's your, uh, your first gig, first big gig that you went along to. First big one was Imagine Dragons in Christchurch, Horncastle Arena. Uh, um, that was in year eight, I think. What was the standout track for you from that gig? Um, I presume you were a fan. You didn't just go along just because well, it was on. my grandma bought tickets for Christmas, and I wasn't really a fan, but that's fine. It was a cool show. <laughs> Favourite track is probably Shots from that album, specifically. Uh, you say it's a pretty cool show, um, not just the music. I mean, the they were actually the really musical. Yeah. Like they had this massive drum that they hit every so often. Albert, um, what was the first big gig that you um, you got along to? Um, the first gig that I went to was this year um, when I went on a music tour with my school to the USA. Uh, and it would have been the New York Philharmonic Orchestra. Fantastic. Uh, 
I, I thought it was quite an overwhelmingly amazing experience. Do they have a specific venue that they always play at? Um, I'm not sure if they always play at it, but it was the opera house mm-hmm. that we went to. And that was quite an amazing place to sit in. I see quite a bit of a classical orchestral bent uh, yes. to your to your likings. Yeah. Uh, is there anything a bit more sort of out there or, or poppy that you're into music-wise? Um, in that direction, my favourite artist would be Foster the People. Uh, Nevermind by them would influence quite a lot of my music. And that would be where my origins of pop would come from. Cool. Ryan, let's talk about gigs for you. What was the um what was the first big gig that you got along to? I've never been to one. So yeah, I'm a I've never been to a concert. Seeing um Adele or Juicy J perform would be extremely awesome. Or oh no, Pink. Yeah, I've heard so many good things about her concerts. What's your favourite pink track? Oh gosh. I love the song Just Give Me a Reason. Why is that? I don't know, it's just a it's just a really kind of beautiful story and just the way she sings it, like with so much emotion behind it. You talked about a lot of gigs and a lot of diverse sort of experiences from Flume to the New York Philharmonic and so on. Um, your playing experience, and I'll open this up to whoever wants to uh, to chip in to answer it. Um, what have your gigs been like thus far? Have they been enjoyable? Have they been sort of nerve-wracking? I mean, how have you um, how have you felt about them? Maybe even uh, you guys played at Garden of Sound live. How did you enjoy that gig? Um, well, the Garden of Sound one, it was like, probably our like first proper like paid concert like where people pay to come see and so we were all like excited about that but then I think we were all really nervous at the same time and so like in our playing you can tell because we're all just kind of stationary and not getting into it and yes but then our next one we did which was with the Papua New Youth Department we actually got into it a bit more because we built up that confidence and so I don't know about them but for me personally that was a much more enjoyable gig just because we were all getting into it. And in that gig you were able to get out front with um, Ryan as well. Yeah. A bit of a acoustic guitar. Yeah we did a duet. Well funnily enough I have a recording of that song so here it is Ryan and Liam with When You Love Someone. Don't be hanging around the back of the schoolyard You've been caught up by a teacher She said she can't even reach you cause you're so far You've been talking with your fists We didn't raise you up like this, now did we? There's things you don't know about You don't know about in this family It don't make sense Nevertheless, we gotta believe it It's all for the best It don't make sense So don't add up And we'll always love you No matter what Sometimes moms and dads Fall out of love Sometimes two Homes are better than one Some things you can tell your sister Cause she's still too young You'll understand When you love someone 
here to blame And nothing's gonna change with your old friends And your room will stay the same Cause you'll only be away on the weekends It don't make sense And nevertheless You gotta believe it All for the best It don't make sense It don't add up I will always love you No matter what Sometimes moms and dads fall out of love, sometimes two homes are better than one. Some things you can't tell your sister cause she's still too young. You'll understand when you love someone. Oh, when you love someone. Don't be hanging around the back of the schoolyard And you almost stay the same And nothing's gonna change Sometimes moms and dads fall out of love Sometimes best intentions just ain't enough Some things you can't tell your sister Cause she's still too young You'll understand when you love someone Let's go back to when I uh, first heard you guys. It was at the um, at the Rockwest Heats at um, St Margaret's College. Albert, do you want to tell me about that that sort of experience? Was that the first time you guys had sort of played to a big big crowd? Uh, yeah, that would have been our first performance as everyone together. Uh, the Heats were quite an eye-opening experience for us, Why just was that? to get to know what we sound like and what we look like on an actual stage. Uh, When we got our results back for the heats, that's what really pushed us to get out there with how we are perceived on stage. We were, again, quite motionless on the Rockwest heats, and that did reflect on our results. Uh, But you still got through to the regional finals. Yes, we still got through to the regional finals. Tell me the difference between the regional, uh, between the heats and the regional finals. Finn, do you want to chip in? Well, I felt like a lot of our concerts previous were kind of like playing to some parents who were sitting down, who were plotted off to us. But in the regional finals, if personally, it was my first kind of performance where people are actually getting out on the floor and dancing. There's a lot of energy. And I feel like the past three concerts that we've played have also been same with that. And I've really enjoyed that. I think that's the change between the heats in the regional finals. Um, Ryan, I'm going to ask, what as a band does Lotus need to improve on, do you think, going forward to gigs um, 2019? Probably, I guess, um, looking like we're enjoying ourselves a bit more. <laughs> but it's and hard just, when you've got some very emotional songs. Yeah, just, I guess, moving around and kind of feeding off the audience's energy a bit more. 
because man they give some really good energy and it's just I think we need to learn a bit more and just develop in that area of actually like feeling the energy that they're giving us I think it's time for some music uh Albert you mentioned a track uh earlier uh, uh Nevermind by Foster the People why should uh, people hear it personally that's what's influenced me with creating music I am the main composer of the band and that's where I pull most of my melodic ideas from fantastic
This is the Garden of Sound interview with Lotus on Plains FM 96.9. Albert, uh, just before that song, um, you were talking about being the main composer for the band and coming up with the uh, the uh, melodic ideas. Uh, is Obviously, it'll be a keyboard-based process. Um, sort of where, where do the lyrics come in? Um, so what happens is... I sit at the keyboard for a few hours. I make the main skeleton, so I'll have my chord progressions and I'll come up with the melodic ideas and I'll attempt to make the harmony. Then I'll bring it to band and that's when Ryan comes up with her magical talent of creating song lyrics within 10 minutes. Ryan, um, lyrics-wise, some of the stuff I've heard is quite is quite personal. I mean, is it all just drawn on personal experience? Uh, yeah, most of it is. Um yeah, I tend to, in every song I write, draw off emotional experience because, whew, yeah, there's a lot. How does that feel, exposing yourself and perhaps what's going on in your life, opening the diary? At first, when I first started writing about personal experiences, it was quite scary because I felt very vulnerable because I was telling people my life stories, but then as I went on doing it it was kind of like I was sharing stories that other people can relate to and then it would let them know that they're not the only ones who like might go through that so they're not alone in that. Here's the obvious question are the boys supportive? Yes they are very supportive. I'm just becoming one of them it's just I feel like a guy when I'm here because they're just yeah. So we talked about original material and we talked about gigging. Obviously, a big part of being in a band is the the recording process. And I believe uh, you have done some uh, recording. Elliot, do you want to tell me about that experience? Where have you um Where have you recorded your stuff? With bands, we recorded at Mains after they offered, as training for their students, record some bands that they saw in Rockquest. So we let them know they would like to record some originals, and we went in a few weeks ago. And recorded two in an afternoon. What was the experience like for for you getting into the studio? Um, it was really cool seeing like all the stuff they had set up that was different from at school where we usually do music. Ben, I want to talk about the um, the experience for you at least uh, getting into the, getting into the studio. I presume there were plenty of overdubs for um, for lead guitar. Um, it is a cool experience, like, being in a proper studio, being able to do it properly is, there's not something ever done before, but, um, Elliot put one of the tracks together, and that sounds pretty cool. Do you have any aspirations for mixing, engineering, production in your future? Um, possibly. It would be very cool. All right, I think it's a good time to um, hear something that you've uh, recorded. Is there a particular Lotus track that we should listen to now? Our most recent song, and that would be called Queen of Hearts.
This is the Garden of Sound interview with Lotus on Plains FM 96.9. I want to talk about um, most rewarding projects. What's really sort of uh, floated your boat, so to speak? What's the, the coolest thing that you guys have done as a band? Personally, I reckon it's just spending all this time creating our original pieces and making them how we want to make them and putting in all the aspects from everyone. So it's like, a project that shows all of our musical interests and then going out and performing them in front of a crowd and then just seeing their reactions and their energy and all of that. So how many original tracks do you guys have now? Uh, we've got three at the moment, but in the future we really want to like drastically increase that number and eventually have more originals than covers just because as us as a band we have very differing tastes of music and but it works yeah yeah so it's really good for originals because we get all the this big variety of songs but then when it comes to picking covers we just can't do it ryan where does that sort of sit for you because you've got some of your own original bits and pieces um do you sort of see in the future it's going to be sort of Ryan over here and Lotus over here going your separate ways or staying together or has there been any discussion as a band on your music? Ooh, that's a tricky one. Um, because Lotus does offer a very good space for you yeah. to do to do your thing. I mean, and has there been any discussion about adopting some of your music into the, the Lotus framework? Um, 
Yeah, but I, I mean, like, I adore being in the band, so I'd want to go as far as we can go. And, but yeah, there's, there's still a part of me that wants to go on as a solo artist, which is, I guess, what I've wanted to do since I was a little girl. But now being in the band, that's kind of my mind's a little bit more like the line between that's a bit, a little bit more blurred because of how much I'm starting to love performing with these guys. You are getting the best of both worlds, though. That's pretty cool. Um, I want to talk about the future for Lotus. Um, what have you got planned, uh, at least for 2019? Have you got any? Um, have you got any goals? 2019 is going to be our development phase, so it's really going to be us trying to produce as much music as possible uh, while also getting noticed as much as we can so that we can be prepared for 2020 because after school that's going to be the most unpredictable time for everyone since we'll all be finished with high school so we really want to make the most of the next two years that we've got together most definitely so yeah producing the music and then getting known around just so that we can get the most out of everything i presume you guys are going to do uh rock quest this year mm, certainly um so what are you going to do differently when that comes around personally i reckon what we were talking about earlier about how our stage presence is quite lacking i guess you could say so just have you seen videos of your performance <laughs> sadly yes <laughs> so that's what you're basing yeah yeah um so i reckon just increase our original so that then we get the best possible originals we can and then make them how we want them and then perfect them and then ultimately perform it in a way that we want to see ourselves and everyone else wants to watch. So just a much more energetic getting into a performance kind of thing. Is there any dedicated writing time put aside i mean elliot you're a pretty musical guy i mean if you wanted to get into the originals domain um yes but i can't write chord progressions because i don't know anything technical what happens with our um with when we are making some originals is a few days before we have a band rehearsal we'll have a little get together with anyone that's available um, and then we'll create a song. So with the last one, Queen of Hearts, that we made, uh, the day before we had a rehearsal, uh, Ryan and I met up at Elliot's house, and he had three chords that we based the entire song off, and then we put our musical knowledge in to fill the gaps. Fantastic. I do want to talk about 2020 as you've, you've raised Albert. Uh, ben, what's on the horizon for you, 2020? What are you looking at? I don't know. Probably going to, after school ends, going to uni or something. But it's definitely staying here in Christchurch. What do you want to study? Um, Probably engineering at this point, but not sure really. Elliot, 2020, bit of study for you on the cards? Jazz school. So RM Music Arts? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. Ryan, 2020, thoughts for you? Um, 2020... Uh my goal is to go to the Voice Australia and audition, um, and then after that, studying psychology at UC. That's good. That's an excellent balance. Mm. Uh, Albert, yourself? Um, I'm aiming for an audition for Berkeley's and doing a film composing degree 
in Berkeley's, but if that fails, then I'll probably do my first year of health in Otago and see where my life goes. Fantastic. Obviously, that means that Lotus with Albert would um, would dissipate it somewhat. Would. But I'm sure that there's other routes that can be taken with the van that can either fill my absence or we can manoeuvre around it if needed. Liam, what about you for um uh, for 2020? Um, well, at the moment, I don't have much of an idea, but I'm thinking about most likely doing a form of engineering in UC. So I don't know what type. What attracts you to engineering? I don't know. I just like the idea, like, for example, for construction engineering, like that kind of stuff, you have some of the time in the office doing, like, the work, but then you also get out and do practical stuff like assessing the site and whatever, like that kind of stuff. And so, like, I don't really want to be sitting at an office all day, every day. So that kind of attracts me to it. Which raises the question about the band. What about management? How do you guys get on organising your um, your lives? I am the micromanager of the group <laughs> who micromanages everyone's lives. So and How does that go down with the rest of the group? Is it is it appreciated? To be honest, if it is met with rebellion, it gets shut down pretty quick. <laughs> But, yeah, we have some very set rules, like no full-time work to make sure that we're always flexible with being able to do any performances or any need-be rehearsals. And uh, if anyone does double book, then band always takes priority. That's a good set of ground rules. All right, guys, I want to thank you very much for being on Garden of Sound, as is the custom I want to hear a um, a track of your choosing to uh, to take us out today, Ben. What track should we uh, take um, the show out today? Track is sort of one of our covers that sort of really influences us a lot is um, "Come a Little Closer" by Cage the Elephant. Fantastic! Thanks, guys. It's been great having you.
It's time for my track of the week. It's from a New Zealand-born artist, Aura, otherwise known as Albert Michelage. The track is called Who Decides and was written, now I've heavily preceded the press release, about the influence of daily encounters with unsolicited advertising. It's wicked, it's beautiful, it's soulful. Once again, this is Aura with Who Decides. Decides uh, my track of the week. Thanks for joining me on Garden of Sound today. My guest was Lotus. You can find out more about this uber talented Sixum when you visit the Garden of Sound website. It's gardenofsound.nz. Just click on their picture. From there, you can listen to all the tracks we talked about today on their bespoke Spotify playlist. While I'm at it, 
Garden of Sound is available on Spotify. So just search for Garden of Sound. Next week on the show, Richard Marrett. He's manager of music and NASDA at ARA. He's a wonderfully gifted musical director and he's a bloody nice guy. So please make sure you're around for that. I'm Ian Turner. Thanks for joining me today on the show. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. I'd love to have you back same time next week for Garden of Sound. Hi there, darling.